You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And I'll just tell you, you know, coming back from uh, Miami and a trip and, and all, the, all the fun that we had there at the events, you know, I love being out and about, but I also just love jumping into the Discord uh, and, and really Twitter. And I had some fun to get on back on Twitter Spaces today. And, you know, for those that aren't active uh, on Twitter Spaces, you know, I can tell you, I, I do a lot of my research uh, on understanding who people are, what they stand for, how they show up um, on Twitter Spaces. And I think Twitter Spaces actually reveals a lot about people and, and projects. And that's actually kind of the, the theme uh, that I wanted to share for uh, today's episode. And you know, one of the things that I really wanted to do a little bit more of is kind of tap into uh, not only the research angle of, of NFT projects, and you know, we're doing a lot of research every single day for the NFT collections uh, that we're buying, but I also wanted to kind of break down things on like why we're doing certain things and even some places where I would like to say, you know, in a way, I, I feel like... Sometimes there's a coin flip decision. Sometimes there's a decision where it's like uh, a no brainer. In other cases, you know, there's, you know, it feels like I have three great decisions or four great decisions. And, and I will say that that gets harder, you know, the better, you know, these projects are marketing. And so I'm going to actually go back to uh, April Fool's Day, actually, funny enough. Um, you know, the, the, on April Fool's Day um, here in this year, there was actually a wide range of projects. And, and just to set the stage, you know, with buying a project every single day, the downside is like as soon as I buy the project and we, we share it out on Twitter and on our Discord and it goes on our website, you know, I'm moving on. Like I'm like on to the next project. And then when the reveal happens, art reveal happens, I usually like tap back in and excited and it actually like uh, it, it really allows my excitement of the project that we bought to kind of come to life. And so actually funny enough, today was actually the reveal of uh, the Psychonaut Ape D project, which they're, I think they're referring to themselves short as PAD, uh, P-A-D. And it's not just another bored ape derivative project. And I will tell you, I, I mean, I, I, I think everyone can get tired of ape projects, but I also think the apes can, you know, for those projects that are doing apes bigger and better than anyone else or doing it in a very creative way, um, they can not only stand out, but they can really kind of leverage and kind of build on some of the other things that, you know, kind of exist. But I will tell you in the, the Psychonaut project, the, the thing that actually surprised me about it is that I, like, I loved the art from my first look. But on that day, there was actually a wide range of projects. I had a couple of people, I actually had two good friends recommend a project. Um, uh, there was another project that I had been researching for about a week and a half or so that was coming to life. But one of the things that, you know, 
the, and I'm going to walk you kind of through how this all came to life is that, you know, I start, I saw some people talking about, um, the, the psychedelics anonymous. Um, it's a project of course that I'm a big fan of. Um, I was in that project. I was, you know, kind of doing, uh, my due diligence there. Um, you know, cause I, I'm a fan and I was in a Twitter space and someone brought up this project and, uh, I was in actually another Twitter space and someone brought up this project again, the, the Psychonaut Ape D project. And I was like, wow, okay, these are two projects with people in them that I can relate to. And I love, you know, I love the, the Psychedelics Anonymous. I like the Bunny Buddies uh, projects. So those, you know, two projects that I hold a lot of. And they were both two different, like not connected worlds were bringing up this project. And so that's kind of what spurred me to kind of like, okay, well now I need to add this to my research. And I will tell you, this is a, another little fact. When I click on a link tree, in which a lot of these projects use Linktree as like the link um, homepage for all the different links. Very rarely am I impressed. Like usually it's just like link to website, link to Twitter, link to Discord, link to OpenSea. And this project actually caught my eye first by their Linktree. Now, why do I say that's important? Because with, for a project to stand out, for me to research to trust it, there also has to be things that I look at and I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that. Or, oh, that was pretty neat. And I will tell you, when you click on their, their link tree, the very top thing on their link tree, it actually uh, has like, a, it's a pretty cool, it just says the tale of Hunter Ape Thompson. And when you click on it, it actually opens a video native directly inside of the, um, of the link tree site. And it's an animated video. It has a board ape logo kind of that spins around first. But it kind of like gives you like a little tale, a little storytelling, and it's very well done. Like the creative, the storytelling, and even how it's kind of packaged impressed me. But that doesn't mean like the projects at me, right? But the other thing that Linktree had was they also had lists, links to some of the press releases and some of the things that they've been covered um, on the news, which was another sign to me that they weren't operating just like kind of like throwing this out there, right? So that checks off a box usually for me um, from the jump where I'm like, okay, this project is putting some things out there. The next thing that I did was, you know, I went on their website and I really liked, you know, the website itself was very, um, you could say it was very creative in, you know, it's displaying of information. I feel like a lot of projects right now, when they actually, you know, their website, it can be very monotonous. It, you know, it's the same thing everywhere. But what I liked about this project is like the the very first like kind of caption, um, it says it's too weird to live and too rare to die. And I was like, <laughs> I kind of like that. I, I kind of like that, like kind of play on, of course, the music side of the house. And then they kind of walk through the story. And I will tell you, the, the storytelling of a project matters most to me for two things. And I think this, you know, I think this can vary, you know, no matter who, no matter who you are, right? So some people might, might think of things um, a little bit differently than me, and, and that's perfectly fine. But for me, when I'm looking at the storytelling, there's kind of two things I want here. I want them to not just use buzzwords for buzzword's sake or not use just words because you believe your project needs to have things like tokenomics and gaming and play to earn and all those type of things. But I, I really want simplicity of the, of the actual execution of being a, 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 an NFT holder. But I want the details of a story that makes me feel like I'm coming on a journey. 
Now, I will tell you a red flag for me on this project because a lot of projects say it, and I guess it wasn't a red flag, but it's something that jumped out is like one of the things on their website, it said community is everything and ours will be a sanctuary of enlightenment and awakening where you'll be able to earn your briefcase to travel into uh, psychotropic frontiers yet unknown. Now, the reason I said that was kind of like a red flag or jumped out, I was like, community is everything. And I was like, all right, they're one of those that we're going to go into buzzword heaven. Now, I will say that's not the feeling I got as I scrolled down. I started to read. Now, not only did they have kind of a really great story, but they also did a great job of kind of walking through the, the roadmap, but also kind of educating on like what the reserves are going to be used for, how the project's going to grow. And I also think the terminology matters, right? If you're using, like they use the word way station, you'll be presented um, as the way station, which will become the hub for interactive portals that your psychonauts can explore. Well, sometimes when projects are explaining their roadmap or their story, they'll use some words kind of interchangeably. And what I what the usually red flags for me is they haven't really kind of like brainstorm roadmap exactly how everything's going to play together. And in some cases that that is just because of the storyteller or the copywriter. In other cases, that's because you know the project is really thrown together and that's kind of one of the things that I'm always trying to kind of dive into. The next thing, of course, that I wanted to figure out was the the founders, right? And uh, they had the Twitter links to the founders. And I will tell you, um, a lot of them are are uh, had Bored Apes as their logo uh, or their, as their PFP. And weirdly enough, like four months ago, I feel like that would have been a positive thing. I would have been excited. Okay, they're Bored Apes. They're invested in the community. Recently, I've been extremely disappointed with a lot of projects that have rolled out with board ape, you know, holders. And so in a way, maybe for them, that was a, a win. But for me, I want to dive in there a little bit deeper and like kind of understand, you know, the artist and, um, you know, more parts of their team. Now I will tell you, uh, when I heard, or I read that above that it said community is everything. I immediately scrolled down and said, are they talking about their, discord admin and their community managers in their list of their team and i will tell you they they were so that was another thing i was like okay good they're kind of backing up if they say community is everything they also need to have someone that has a role and they have someone that has the discord admin and marketing outreach they had a marketing advisor they have an advisor of digital media and content and what i started to do and this is where you know kind of the research comes in for me as well is, you know, I went in and realized, you know, hey, I was following the one person, um, you know, one of the founders, they weren't following me, which, hey, you know, to each their own. <laughs> um, but I wanted to see who are like our mutual followers, who are the people that they're retweeting or sharing. So I jumped into a couple of their founders Twitter accounts, and I just started scrolling, right? And I wanted to see projects or people or methodology or things that are, you know, kind of going on in the project. I also jumped over uh, to the Instagram of the project, right? Because I don't really care how many Instagram uh, followers the project has, but what I do care about is like how committed are they to like showing off the art and kind of walking you through the storytelling. And I will just tell you on this project, when I opened up the IG and I saw so many of the uh, art uh, kind of pre-reveals, like the art teasers, I guess you can call them, and I was like, ooh, like this isn't just another 
ape project, like they said. And actually, I started zooming in on the details of some of the art, and I was blown away. And so I was going going through someone's uh, Twitter and going through the team's Twitter, and I realized one of the team members of the team um, that wasn't actually the founding members was on a Twitter space, and they were on stage. So I was like, sweet, this will give me an opportunity to listen to them and, and figure out like what they're talking about. And I will say it came to them and actually someone introduced them uh, by saying, hey, they're on the team for the, the Psychonaut uh, Ape D project. Uh, excited to have you up here. Now, when what I was afraid of or what I was expecting from this project was for them to shill or just talk about how great they were. But this person, and it kind of comes into play, right? Every person that is on the team of a project is selling marketing and putting out their, like if they're on the team, I want to know who they are, who they are at their core. And I will tell you for me, one bad core team member is probably enough for me not to mint the project. And I will say I was pleasantly surprised. Not only did they highlight the room and, 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 and understand how to like kind of like support people on Twitter spaces, but the person also, when they talked about their project, they talked about their teammates first and like the commitment that people were making. And they talked about it more so in like, you know, Hey, you know, we are going to, you know, give some priority and special pricing for board ape and, and mutant ape holders. But we are also really working hard, um, to educate and bring some of the other aspects of this project to life, which to me was like, okay, this part, you know, the team, it wasn't that I was looking for, um, talking points rather. I was looking to see like, how committed was this team to some of the things that they talk about in their project? Now I will say the other part of this project that I thought was really interesting was they didn't just talk about that. They're going into the metaverse. They actually explained how your NFT will experience the metaverse. And so much so that what are the things that like connect the NFT community to the metaverse and what is the value there? And I will say like there, the other part of this from me was, you know, is the, one of the things that I struggle with oftentimes with projects is, is the art driving the project or is the project driving decisions and the arts coming along on the journey? Right. And what I mean by that is I think for great NFT projects, not only should the art represent the, the core aspects of the project, but it should be like a through line through everything that you're doing. And one of the other projects that I was researching on that same day, and actually I believe it has a fairly good floor price right now. So the good news is the two that I narrowed it down to at the end, um, both of them, you know, out of the gate have, have come out very well. But the, 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 the other project, you know, when they talked about their play to earn game, it was very, um, it was more about the, the, the game concept and less about what their game would mean to their community. And that's what this project did really well. And, and I remember clicking over to their Yahoo Finance. They had a Yahoo Finance article that I thought was really interesting. Um, and I clicked onto that and I was like, okay, you know, that's a pretty um, impressive kind of breakdown. And it wasn't like your typical, like, hey, this isn't just your everyday NFT project. The other thing that I noticed was uh, they were collaborating with a couple other projects and doing so like where they were doing like shared Twitter spaces. So for me, sometimes it's a red flag when I see that the project's collaborating with everyone, but they're not actually collaborating. They're just kind of co-promoting. And that's actually something that we have to think about from a difference, right? There's a difference between a project 
collaborating with other projects because they have shared values and shared communities versus the idea that they're co-promoting because they gave every project 10 whitelist spots. And I felt very deeply that this project was doing a really great job of of integrating their themselves and connecting themselves with projects that are kind of aligned with their vision. I then, of course, did a little bit of research on the artist, um, and I checked out some things, and I, and I really started to get a good vibe. I was like, okay, I think this project's going r- really well. Then, on that day, kind of leading up to Mint Day, there was a lot of hype. I started hearing about it everywhere. And usually when that happens, it might be a great project to flip because the hype is going to be there before the reveal and, the, and then the hype will kind of probably gain its traction again. But I'm looking for projects that are long-term holds, that I'm going to be there throughout a lot of the roadmap. And when they're very, very hyped, there's not a lot of projects that came out of the gate, gate massively hyped that didn't sell out instantly that actually I feel like I would want to be a part of or want to have part of our collection. Now, you know, even within their roadmap, they, they talk a lot about, you know, the, the VR component and, you know, some of the things that like at the time I really couldn't figure out like how, how, how in depth they were going, like what their whole project was, um, you know, as its breath. And so at that point I was like, okay, this project is pro if it was actually, this is what I'm going to I'm going to give you guys the truth here is I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to buy one of these projects from my bag no matter what. I think it's a great project. In, it might be a short-term hold, but I actually think that the project's really good enough to, for me to invest. But then I was like, I want to I wanna know like what are the values and like how is this community already developing? So I jumped over to their Discord and I didn't jump over with my NFT365 or Fanzo Discord account because oftentimes as soon as people see my Discord name in there, I feel like I don't get a sense of the culture. I get a lot of people like, hey, I love your podcast and hey, and I'm very thankful for all of that. So I jumped in. I have a couple other Discord um, usernames that are a little bit more incognito. They're, they're still filled out. I'm still doxxed in there. I'm not trying to like fool anybody, but there are a lot of less um, like the first impression doesn't kind of get people to change their tone. And so I was in there with this other Discord account and I was very impressed with the the narrative between moderators and what I saw on the website. And I also liked how they really did focus on education of like their play to earn game, education on their, the VR education on the entire experience. And they also you know highlighted a lot with the artist, the artist being very well known and being um, around for 12 plus years. And the artist was actually very active in the, in on social, both in the discord and on Twitter and that was exciting to me. It's exciting. And, and I will tell you the thing that hit me the most, and I think this is important, is that I forgot it was an ape project because it, it never once felt like a copycat or just trying to take advantage of that. It was more of like, hey, these are bored apes that are you know, understanding what they want to create, the world, the experience, the the trip, the lifetime, the whatever, the wayfinder, I think is what they called it. Um, and that hit me pretty strong because I was like, a project that is that committed to the storytelling, that committed to the Discord, and the roadmap made sense that I could believe that they were, um, you know, actually, you know, are who they say they were. 
I was a fan, but I, I took it a little bit further because I actually took their art and I downloaded it and then I put it into Google Images because I wanted to see if if they were like stealing it from Pinterest or a Fiverr creator because I can tell you I've gone that far in research to only find out that the artist isn't who they say they are or I can't find enough information about the team or, or what they're all kind of like um, you know working on. And I will say the more I drilled into each individual member of the team, I went on to LinkedIn and I pulled up the the founder's uh, information. I was able to do a little bit of research um, based on the tweets that they had shared out. And, um, you know, one of the people on their team, I was actually able to um, see the, you know, I was actually able to see what they hold in their wallet, some of their favorite projects. And I was, I was actually impressed. I was like, Ooh, they're in this project. And it's not, they're actually talking about a project that isn't like, the most popular project, but it's a project that I believe is, is really strong and has a lot of great core values. And it was about this spot that I was like, okay, I think this project is legit. I I, I believe, you know, it's probably one that I, I think that we could hold on to. And so now it was just deciding, you know, like, is this a project that I, I want to go in with today or is the other project, right? It was kind of like a comparison, and what actually put me over was when I started to look at like the breadth of content and how committed they were to educating along the way. The project, the one project that I, there's two projects I liked and I'm not going to, cause I'm not trying to FUD one project. So um, you guys can figure out on your own if you care that much, but there was two projects that I really liked at this moment. And I knew that I would have a chance to to buy both of them, um, even if it was the secondary market pre-reveal. And the one project, I couldn't really find much content more than 30 days before, right? About 30 days before the mint, uh, before April 1st. So there were, most of their content was created um, in the month of March. And, and not knocking that, it just was the, the fact. The other project, which is the, the Psychonaut Ape D project, I found their medium posts and that they were starting to educate and build their story and their narrative all the way back to February, 60 days before. And I actually saw that they were tweeting about the project even in January, all the way back into January. And it was at this point that I was like, I, I think this project is the one. I think this project is the, you know, is one that I believe isn't just using like the psychedelic element. They're also not just um, capitalizing on the ape side of the house. They have just amazing art. They have a great story. And the, the last like determining factor was I really understood their why, right? They, they really want to understand how to be the connective bridge for all sorts of psychedelic works and experiences and, and merchandise and, and, really all aspects of the the web three world as far as the the psychedelic um, aspect of it and you know for me the idea of like opening up new opportunities experiencing new things it is great in the metaverse and in the digital web three world but I also think it's important in our offline world and there's a lot of things that we've been sheltered from or or blindly told not to be a part of or what to be a, a part of. And this project, I felt like I understood their why. I could trust their founders. I loved their art. I loved how their artist was integrated in there. I believed 
in the roadmap that they could actually execute it. I was able to do enough research to realize that I don't believe that they're a scam or a rug pull. I was able to find you know a couple of the founders' bags. And then I also, you know, on that day, the day before the mint, they actually had a Twitter space going on. And I just listened. I didn't raise my hand. Um, and actually, towards the end of it, someone that was on stage recognized that I was in the room. And someone said on the stage, like, actually, I think he's been there almost the entire space. And for me, at that moment, I was actually like listening for what wasn't said, not listening for what was said. And that's how I want to leave you on this episode as far as research. I'm not pumping this project because I own a ton of them, right? We own one in our collective um, and I own one personally in my personal bag. That's all I'm being very transparent. They didn't you know, promote this. They didn't ask me to be a part of it. I was on a Twitter space with um, their team and the Ape Liquid team um, this morning um, that I really loved. It was a great Twitter space this morning. But I will tell you who they associate, who these projects associate with the people they align with and the messaging, what they say and what they don't say to me tells a very, very deep story. Social audio clubhouse, Twitter spaces allows for very intimate conversations, allowing us to be vulnerable because let's face it. Who do we really talk to on the phone or audio only for the most part? It's our friends, our family, maybe our coworkers, a lot of projects, a lot of founders, they want it to be a safe space and open, but they don't let you in. <clears throat> they actually don't let you become part of like their journey and their excitement. They almost kind of hold that back. And when they do put their excitement out there, it almost feels like overly produced and extra hyped and kind of feels disgusting in my personal opinion. I didn't get that feeling once on this project. And I love to trust the research. I love to to kind of walk through our entrust, entire trust score. And they did, they, did, they did rank the highest on the trust score for that day. But I will tell you, I trust my gut more than anything else. And those Twitter spaces and the people that were on the main stage with them made it a no-brainer for me. And then seeing the art today and realizing how amazing and how detailed the art is and how cool everyone's, everyone that revealed their art, I feel like could be excited about the project. And so shout out to Psychonaut uh, Ape D. Uh, we minted them on uh, April 1st um, and they are part of Mint 365. They are actually um, are in our collection. They are number 141. So shout out to them. Hope this, uh, you know, opens your eyes to kind of some of the research that I'm doing, the way that things are breaking down. I will be doing some more of these where I'll actually share maybe two or three of the projects and what kind of um, canceled one out and like what things I, I know. And I, and I, I don't want to FUD. I, I really don't like, um, you know, because some projects, when I do research, they could be great projects. They're just not a great fit for us. And maybe that's the biggest lesson here is don't jump into projects that I mention. Jump in to research those projects and then ask yourself if it's a good fit for you and your goals and what your version of success is. And last but not least, the thing that I'm probably using the most as my, my like last decision of a project, is this a project or is this a business that someone is actually wanting to launch with a brand? And without question, I believe the Psychonaut APD project feels and is deployed as a business, as a brand, as an experience. And it's much more than a one-off project. And for me, I'm excited to have them as part of Mint 365. 
you guys want to check out all of the projects that we've minted, all 146 of them, just go to our website, nft365podcast.com. Click Mint 365 at the top, and you'll be in there. Till tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.